everyone. This is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am so glad to be your host. Do you know how much I love doing this podcast? Like, seriously, okay, my, my favorite thing in life is being a wife and a mom. Like, truly, there's nothing else I would rather do. But my second favorite thing is doing this podcast and getting to talk to people like Elizabeth because it is so encouraging to my heart. I... I I love, love, love that God has called our family to do this. And I love that you as our listeners get to be part of this, that you get to just sit at Elizabeth's feet, at the feet of all the people who come on this podcast and learn and be encouraged through the Word of God and through His truth. And so, Elizabeth, thank you for being back with us today Um, and just for encouraging myself and our audience this week. It is always such a joy to get to chat with you. we are going to talk more about the attributes of God this, uh, that we've been talking about this week and some other things today. But before we do, I want to say thank you again to our sponsor, CTC Math. If y'all are looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com and try them out for free. ctcmath.com. I told you this, I think on Monday, but they have a 100% money back guarantee. And that's like for real, like they actually do. If it doesn't work for your family, they will refund your money. Um, and and so you really have nothing to lose. Um, and if you don't want to teach math to your kids, like I don't want to teach math to my kids, try out ctcmath.com. Well, Elizabeth, um, welcome back. This has been such a fun conversation. And, you know, as I'm like processing all the things that we're talking about, and it, it's so exciting to talk about the attributes of God, because it's not something that we think about on a daily basis, right? Like I don't wake up every morning, open my Bible and say, okay, let me just look through my list of God's attributes. But it's something that affects us every day because we know that He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. He's omniscient. He knows all the things. He knows all about us. And while I think sometimes that can seem a little bit scary, like, oh no, God knows everything about me. At the same time, there's so much comfort in knowing that oftentimes we pray as a family. I'm like, Lord, I don't even know what to pray right now, but you know, you know our needs better than we know our needs. You know us better than we know ourselves. Like he knows all the things and he knows our future. He knows the plans that he has for us. And there's so, so much comfort in knowing those things. So as we're looking at the attributes that God also shares with us, you know, he's wise, he's faithful, he's good, he's just, he's merciful, gracious, he's loving, he's holy. And he wants us to become those things. I also am thinking through, okay, there's also spiritual gifts. The Bible talks about spiritual gifts. And then there's the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, which, you know, many of those are included in here. Um, gentleness, self-control. How how do we, I, I don't want to say separate because I don't want to separate those things, but how are they different? How, how are mm-hmm. the fruits of the spirit different than, the attributes of God that he shares with us and how are those different? I know that's a big question. (laughs) How are those Mm -hmm. different than um, spiritual gifts that he blesses each one of us with to impact his kingdom? Yeah, that's a really important question for us to think through because, you know, you mentioned, I think it was on the on Monday's podcast, you know, we learn the most when we're teaching things right. <laughs> to our children. And so we really have to wrestle through like, okay, you know, like what are these different things? And brain research has found that actually one of the most powerful learning strategies is comparing and contrasting because in mm. order to do that, we have to understand those things. We have to look at what are some of the similarities, what are some of the differences. So understanding these things is really important. So when we're thinking about, you know, the attributes of God, we're even when we're thinking through attributes that God invites us to reflect, we're still putting our focus on God, that this is who God 
is. And that's where that's the primary thing. We want our eyes to be focused on who God is. You know, in Hebrews, we're told, you know, to set our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Yeah. Um, and so we want to set our eyes there and our kids' lives, our, our kids' eyes there. But then when we think about, okay, what are spiritual gifts? What are fruits of the Spirit? Where is some overlap? So, you know, in the different lists that were given in the New Testament, you know, primarily in 1 Corinthians, but then in other books that Paul has written as well, he outlines what, what the spiritual gifts are. And so, as you mentioned, these are gifts that the Holy Spirit gives to believers. And the analogy that we're given, that Paul gives us, is the body. You know, you know, the finger, you know, can't look at the toe and be like, you know, we have no need for you because you're right. not a finger, you know, nor can the finger look at the toe and say, actually, I want to be a toe. I'm going to be a toe up here on the hand <laughs> because, you know, it doesn't it doesn't work that way. Even when, you know, before I, I think it was on Wednesday's podcast, you know, you mentioned how you were grateful that I had spent the time to write curriculum like this. Yeah. It has to do with the body of Christ. You know that right now the Lord has me single for a season. I don't know if it's for just this season or for my entire life, but I have the gift of what most parents do not have. And that is the gift of time. You know, if right now I had children of my own and I was homeschooling them and raising them in the fear and the admonition of the Lord, I would not have the time to, you know, like wrestle through these big concepts and figure out, okay, how can I present them, you know, to others? And so when we're all functioning within the body, according to the gifts that the Spirit has given us, the Hmm. body works properly. You know, so these are different than the attributes of God, you know, that if somebody has the gift of teaching or someone has the gift gift of hospitality or, you know, someone has the gift of helps, of service, you know, these are things that God has called us to serve our family with and to serve the local church with. And so these are things that are specifically for believers. Now, as we think about the attributes that God invites us to reflect, things like wisdom, faithfulness, goodness, justice, mercy, graciousness, you know, those kind of things, those are things that all humans have the capability of reflecting to a very small degree. Mm. Because we're told in Genesis 1 that we bear the image of God, yeah. even though we've been fall- fallen, we still have a very small capability of reflecting those things. You know, think about, you know, the nice neighbors that we have, you know, that might be Buddhist or Muslim or just spiritual, but not religious, or maybe they consider themselves Christians, but they're not really following Christ. You know, they can do good things. Mm-hmm. They can be faithful, sure. you know, you know, husbands and wives who are not Christians, they can still choose to be faithful to mm-hmm. one another. You know, people in the secular world by God's common grace can show a little bit of wisdom. And so these attributes that God invites us to reflect all humans, because they bear God's image, have the capacity to reflect these um, attributes in a small way. However, when we think of the fruit of the Spirit, this is when God's Holy Spirit works in us to conform us more into the image of Jesus. And not only Mm. then are we able to reflect these attributes to the degree that all humans can, but that the Spirit is conforming us more into the image of Jesus and growing these things in us, that He's actually growing us in patience. He's growing us in love. He's growing us in goodness. So there is a lot of overlap between God's attributes that He invites us to reflect and the fruit of the Spirit. But what's happening is we're going just from, okay, these are our image-bearing capacities, Mm -hmm. you know, to reflect these things to, oh, this is the supernatural work of the Holy Spirit conforming us more to the image of the Son so that we can then reflect these things to our 
spouse, to our children, and to the world around us. So I think that answered your question. We just first need to focus on God, then understand what these gifts are, and then see how, okay, the fruit of the Spirit is actually a step up from what we can do just as image bearers of God. Oh, my word. Elizabeth, you are wise beyond your years, my friend. (laughs) Thank you for sharing with us. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. No parent should homeschool alone. You have a God-given calling to bring up your child to love God and to steward His creation. And BJU Press exists to help you be successful in that endeavor. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com or call 1-800-845-5731 to connect with an experienced homeschool consultant. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. I saw this recently. I don't even know where. I don't know if I saw it on Facebook or it's probably Facebook because that's pretty much the only place I I hang out um, sometimes, not often. But I saw the term Quorum Deo and I was like, Quorum Deo, I haven't heard of that. Oftentimes people, if they get our newsletter, they'll see that we we sign off and I usually sign my emails like this. I, I, I'll, before I put my name, put Sole Deo Gloria, um, which means, you know, for the glory of God. And people have often asked me like, what does that mean? I'm like, well, look it up. Well, I saw this term Quorum Deo the other day and I just thought, what is that? I, I'm not familiar with that one. And so I looked it up and it means this. And I was so struck by this. It says to live Quorum Deo is to live one's entire life in the presence of God under the authority of God, to the glory of God. And I'm going to read that again. To live quorum Deo is to live one's entire life in the presence of God, under the authority of God, to the glory of God. And that's really what we've been talking about this week, right? Is when we understand who God is, we understand His attributes, then we understand who He is as our authority, and we can live in His presence for his glory. And that's really the chief end of man, of man, right? Is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. And I'm so grateful for God's word. He's not secretive in there. There are some things that are question not not questionable as far as God's authority, but there are some things that when I read the Bible, I'm like, I don't really understand that. I don't get that part of it. And, and we're going to spend the rest of our lives studying God's word and trying to understand it. And it won't be on the side of heaven ever that we're going to truly understand everything about God. But he has given us his word so that we really can understand who he is as our authority, um, as our loving and kind and wise father. And so that's my new thing. I'm like, I'm going to live Coram Deo to the best of my ability. And to do that, I have to be in his word and teach it to my girls so that they also can live Quorum Deo. And so that's my challenge to our listeners um, is to live this way in the presence of God under his authority and to God's glory. Um, Elizabeth, I want to talk just a little bit more about your curriculum. I wanted you to give us kind of a a rundown of how it works. Um, you know, if someone says, and 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 we don't do this a lot on the podcast. Um, I, I never want this podcast to be a sales pitch. Um, but one of the things that we are committed to doing 
as a Christian homeschool ministry is to provide resources to our listeners that we feel are so good and so excellent that they will be a benefit to these homeschool families. And your curriculum, Foundation Worldview, like I said, I've gone through a good part of it with my girls, um, is so, so good, so powerful. So talk with us through um, the attributes of God curriculum, um, but then kind of also a, a just brief overview of Foundation Worldview and what it is that you guys do. Yes, I appreciate that you said, you know, you don't want the podcast to be a sales pitch because that's also what we desire to avoid at Foundation Worldview as well. You know, we create curriculum for the purpose of providing resources for parents. But if parents feel equipped to do this on their own, if we can just give them a little push in the right direction and, you know, just spark this interest in them, then we're like, we don't want you to need us. You know, like if Mm -hmm. we've created a need for us, then we have done this the wrong way, (laughs) you know? So we we're always like, Hey, we're here, you know, with these resources. And if we can just spark you in the, you know, like that spark, you know, underneath of you and get you in the right direction and you can do this on your own, then praise God for that. Um, With our Attributes of God curriculum, uh, we know, or at least I know as a teacher, when I was in the classroom, anytime I was asked to teach something to my students that I myself did not have a good grasp of. It was very intimidating. I never taught it with the same enthusiasm that I did the other subjects that I knew well, not because I thought that that subject was any less valuable, but just because I didn't understand it. And I was having a difficult enough time just presenting it to the kids that I couldn't present it with a lot of, you know, enthusiasm and engagement and excitement because I was like, I don't know what this thing is. Yeah. So what we do in our curriculums, all of our curriculums are video-based in that we have teaching videos. And so we say, as long as you know how to press print for the activity sheets (laughs) and play (laughs) on the computer, you can implement one of our curriculums. And also for anyone who is interested in checking out our curriculums, but is concerned with screen time, you know, and and just thinking like, oh, I don't know, you know, about a video-based curriculum. Like some of the reasons that screen time has been found to be so damaging to children. The first one is that most, the way that's, that, that shows are designed is they actually circumnavigate the prefrontal cortex, which is the reasoning portion of the brain. And they just go down to the emotional region. And then, so that's, you know, that's one negative thing. Another negative thing is that they give hits of dopamine at the right time, Mm -hmm. creating chemical addictions. And then the third thing is they're done in isolation where we're so intentional with how we're creating these curriculums that we have time to pause and process so that we are actually engaging the prefrontal cortex (laughs) in reasoning. Anything that would be a dopamine hit, we exclude. Like we specifically try to have things go slowly, mm-hmm. not to have tons of things flashing before them. In fact, with this curriculum, our uh, videographer, cinematographer, um, he had this star that would, you know, like every time a Bible verse would come on, this star would come up to the screen. And I was like, I know this is very mild compared to, you know, modern media. I was like, but that's a hit of dopamine. We need to take that out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we wow. don't want to have these. Yeah. And then all of our curriculums are designed to be done in relationship. You can't just sit your kid down and be like, okay, watch your attributes of God, you know, or watch your studying the Bible right. curriculum today, that they all have to be done with the parents. So that's what we do. We try to just create resources that can be implemented by anybody. And we try to think of, okay, what is God's design for our children's minds? And how can we best align with that design and not do anything that in the long term is going to harm them, but instead do things that in the long term are going to benefit them. So that's our yeah. curriculum. But as you mentioned, we have other resources um, at Foundation Worldview. We do have a podcast that comes out on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So the days when uh, I think Schoolhouse Rocked is Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Is that, is it's that Monday, correct? Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. 
uh, Monday, Wednesday, I, Thursday. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So, no, so that's okay. Over on one of those, yeah, for sure. On one of those days. But our podcast, we try to keep them short, just people writing questions, and we try to answer them in under 20 minutes. We have webinars where uh, frequently I'll just have someone in the Christian scholar community yeah. come on and share about the research that they've done. And we then translate that down for how can you talk to your kids about this to really ground them in yeah. the truth of the biblical worldview. And then we also have a book club. Once a month, we recommend a title for adults, a title for eight to 12 year olds, and a title for four to seven year olds. And for the two kids books, we give corresponding worldview questions, just because we know that literature is one of those things that sometimes if you have you know, voracious readers, it can be hard to know what are good books out right. there, you know, that I can engage with, with my children, you know, without, you know, worrying what they're going to be exposed to. So, so yeah. those are some of the things that you can find if you go to our website. Love that. Do you have a book list on your website that shows some of those books that you've been through on your book club? That is something that we are working on, okay. <laughs> putting, putting all of those books together. So that is something that is a 2024 project for our web development team. So we will have that soon, um, but not quite yet. <laughs> okay. Do you, so I'm, I'm going to totally put you on the spot. Do you have a couple of books just off the top of your head that you could recommend for moms and maybe for kids that have just really impacted you over the past maybe year or two? Well, there's a ton of books that I could recommend, but I'm thinking of one thing that we talked about. One of the things that we talked about earlier in the series was talking with our kids about why God allows evil or why God mm. allows bad things to happen. And so one month, the theme of our book club was understanding why God allows evil. And so the book that we recommended for adults was Why Does God Allow Evil by Clay Jones. Okay. And then we had a book called Why Does God Let Bad Things Happen by a man named Chris Morphew, and that was for eight to 12-year-olds. And then we had a book called Fox and the Hard Day by J.D. Carmelinga, um, and that's for kids four to seven. And so that's just okay. all on that topic. So we don't always do a themed month. Sometimes we do, you know, sometimes we don't. But those are books that we recommended recently that have a lot to do with what we talked about on this podcast. So I think all of those could be helpful. Yeah, we'll put links to those. Um, I'm, I'm so impressed that you could remember all of those and the, the titles and the authors. Um, <laughs> I recently read, I don't know if you've read this, but I recently read Tramp for the Lord uh, by Corey Ten Boom. Have you oh, read that yet? I ha no, I haven't. Oh my word. It is so good. It is one mm. of the best books I have ever read. So I read The Hiding Place. I mean, I've read The Hiding Place many mm -hmm. times um, for years and years. I, that's, uh, you know, I think our listeners probably know that is my favorite book <laughs> next to the Bible. Um, like, you know, if I were stranded on mm -hmm. an island and I could only take three books, it would be the Bible, The Hiding Place, and The Little House on the Prairie series. Because I consider mm. that one book, right? <laughs> but um, The Hiding Place is so good that, of course, talks about, you know, the Ten Boom family, but Tramp for the Lord, which the title just cracks me up because um, it was written, you know, many, many years ago, is about Corrie Ten Boom's life after the war and after hmm. being in the concentration camp and her ministry wow. around the world. And hmm. it's so good. And the reason I'm mentioning this is because on this same topic of God's attributes and why, mm -hmm. why does God allow bad things to happen mm -hmm. to good people? And that's basically what the whole book is about. It is so hmm. powerful. And it's like this Wow. Kind of unknown book that not many people have read. Yeah. And uh it's it's amazing. I'll it's have to powerful. Check it out. Yeah, Thank and it's a, <laughs> it's an easy read. Um, but I was captivated um, by this hmm. book. So I highly recommend reading that. So maybe you could do that for one of your, your book studies. Great. Thank um, you for the recommendation. Yeah, absolutely. We'll put a link to that, of course, in the show notes as well. Um, Elizabeth, thank you again so much for your time this week, your wisdom. Um, just your, I, I love interviewing people like you. I love interviewing you. I shouldn't see people like you. I, I like interviewing people like you, but I love um, just getting to sit and chat with you. Um, 
I wish that we were in the same room with a cup of tea in between mm-hmm. us um, because you are just, um, you are such an inspiration and such a blessing to me. And I know to our audience as well. So thank you. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you're doing. I know you said you're working on a new curriculum that's about sexuality and gender. I don't know how long it'll be before you guys get that out, but um, I will be praying for you um, as you work on that. Thank that's a, a, a big topic right now that parents, again, are trying to figure out how to navigate through all of this. And so, uh, so thank you. Tell us really quickly, because you actually mentioned that you're going to be speaking at the Ark Encounter sometime in the spring. Do you know what those dates are? That is a good question that I do not know. Okay. I think it's at some. I think it's in April or May of 2024. Okay. I do not remember off the top of my head. So let me ask you this: Where's the best place for people to follow you? Like, there's your website, Foundation Worldview, but is it best to follow you on Instagram, Facebook, to, so that people can know where you are going to be and where you're going to be speaking? Because I'm sure that's not the only place you're speaking this year. Yes. So if you want to find out information about where I'm speaking, if you just, um, you know, submit a book club form or a sample request on our website, then you'll be on our email list, which is just once a week. And you can unsubscribe if you don't want to be there, but it's only in emails that we put that out just as a single female. I uh, don't usually widely advertise where I'm going to be traveling, but we do have that in our email list. Awesome. Okay. We'll put all links to point back to Elizabeth in our show notes, as we always do to try to make it easy for you guys. Um, You guys, thank you so much for being with us this week. We love you so much and we are so grateful for our listeners. If there's any way that we can be praying for you, please send us an email podcast at schoolhouserocked.com. We love hearing from you. Again, if you've not left a review for the podcast, please do that. If you have not listened to our sister podcast, the Homeschool Insights podcast, it's it's daily, five days a week, 10 minutes or less of just a burst of encouragement go and listen to that as well. Um, Have a great rest of your week and we will see you back here next week with another fantastic guest. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts and we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com rocked. What's happening right now in our world is that we're having a, we're having a reality war. You know, the world wants to say that we are we are powerful enough as humans to be the interpreters of this world and we will say what it is to the point where we can deny you know even down to you know what what well, what my gender is um right. i can i can declare it um because i am the interpreter of this world and in this reality war we have to make sure that our our kids are armed to know how to fight in this reality war. And biblical worldview is where it begins.